Welcome to Thinking Out Loud. I'm Riaz Safi, and today I have a special guest who is also a host of the podcast, Where is the Office? Do check it out for some amazing and practical content. Hi, Linda Trim, and welcome uh, to Thinking Out Loud. Hi, thank you for having me. Linda is also a sales and marketing director at Giant Leap, and we're going to be chatting to her about working from home today on Thinking Out Loud. Now, the pandemic brought about a big change in work patterns in 2020. Most people have been, of course, uh, working from home, and uh, there has been some challenges, although, that companies as well as employees have been faced with whilst working from home. What, in your opinion, are some of those challenges that have you come across? So I think the challenges keep changing because we all thought this was going to be for a short duration. And it's obviously been a lot longer than than what we've thought. But the biggest challenges, and I think the, the thing that people haven't appreciated the most, is the thought and planning that go into planning the ergonomics of an office. And it's very hard to replicate that at home unless you have a huge space with which to kit out as a, a proper office. The other challenge that people are really battling with, separate to Zoom fatigue, is how do you switch off and create a work-life balance? Um, it almost feels like everyone's choosing to work the hours they want. So it's no more eight to five. You drive home, which immediately resets your mind. Um, you, you just can never switch off. Mm-hmm. In fact, we've had some people tell us they even go for a drive to work and drive back. Even though they can't go to work, just to get that reset. To be honest uh, with you, I thought about that last week while driving past work. (laughs) (laughs) I guess in challenging times, you also find many opportunities. What are some of the positive points of working from home for both employers and employees? So I think it's a difficult one because everyone is different. Certainly, there's been an impact on sustainability and the carbon footprint with fewer people driving. Many employees have saved money by not having to commute or drive. But that said, in some international countries, they're looking at cutting people's salaries back because they no longer need to accommodate that. Um, some, Some people have said with children that they prefer it. Other people have said they're better parents when they're able to go to the, the office. So I think you've got to weigh it up. Everyone is is different. In the beginning, I think people were taken by it. It was something new um, and they adapted very easily. But the long-term effects of keeping people at home are now starting to show. And that's what we need to start looking at. And do you think that's going to change anytime soon? I think that we... I mean, certainly from our point of view, we're seeing companies are desperate to bring their staff back. More than companies wanting to bring their staff back, a lot of staff want to come back. But for South Africa, it's challenging because of our lack of vaccine. Mm-hmm. Certainly with numbers dropping in a vaccine, I think we will see a very big change. Now, many experts have been predicting that this is going to be the new normal in terms of uh, working from home as maybe partly going into the office, etc., what is your predictions with regards to the future of work in the South African context? I truly believe that people will come back to, to work um, mm. for many reasons. One, what we've learned is people are losing productivity at home. It's very hard to bring in young junior people because you cannot mentor them at home. 
You cannot teach them discipline and you cannot instill a company culture into people. And these things are vital in order to innovate and create and take any company to the next level. You need a presence, you need people to communicate and you need people to be a part of a team and that you just cannot do at home. The companies that we see wanting to give up office space, a lot of it is for financial reasons, which I can get because people have suffered tremendously through this COVID and lockdown. Mm -hmm. But that said, in a year or two, I truly believe people will want to come back to work. I think that staff certainly are going to ask for more flexibility, that they don't need to be at the office five days a week. They can work two or three days and possibly they'll use the office for different tasks. But um, those companies that have come to us to say, give us a hybrid approach, let's cut back designated desks for people and make the office more about collaboration, are also battling. And that their staff actually don't want to give up their desks and share with other people. Amazing. I must be honest with you, I'd love to go back because I'm missing uh, my cup of coffee, which I have every morning, as well as friends to have a good chat with during the day. And I guess we're missing that human connection. That's what I'm trying to get to. And you cannot replicate that human connection. And I think what people have failed to understand is the benefits that come from that um, human connection. When you grab your cup of coffee in the morning or stand at the water fountain because you're stuck in the afternoon, it could be because you actually, you've needed to get away from your desk. And when you stand and speak to someone else, you come up with that idea that you needed to find. Mm -hmm. and, and those are the important things that we'll never be able to do at home. You know, often, often in the office, it's a forced connection with people. You chat to people you wouldn't ordinarily chat to, and you learn mm -hmm. so many different things. I agree with that 100%. Uh, personally, can speak from experience. Now, also the concern for many companies uh, has to be the fact that your information, you know, most of us using Wi-Fi from home, um, of course, 3G cards, etc. Now, the protection of intellectual information with most corporate companies uh, where staff really working from home, what are some of the steps that companies can take to ensure the protection of uh, such uh, vital information? You know, you can take whatever steps you want at home, but how do you ever know when your information is sitting at a staff member's home that they're not having the competition over for tea photographing their computers? <laughs> You'll yeah. never know that. So you yes. can put any protective measure in, in place from an IT point of view. Yes. But there's, there's absolutely no control over your employees or your teams once they've left the office and gone home. Thought-provoking, uh, indeed, and, and that's, uh, that's <laughs> something I haven't thought about that before. Uh, now, working from home, as we spoke earlier, does have its pros and cons. Um, but now, like you said, some of the younger people, you can't teach them company culture, perhaps discipline. Um, most of us as well, having worked for corporates for a long time. Uh, when you're at home, there's the fridge, there's the TV, et cetera, et cetera. How can you ensure productivity as well as discipline uh, when working from home? Or some of the steps you could take? You know, it's a hard thing to instill discipline into to people and to make people that are undisciplined disciplined. And that's one of the factors that leaders are struggling with because when you're in an office, you can lead a team in, in general. There's certain standards. You dress a certain way. You arrive at a certain time, but you cannot be on everyone's case when they are working 
from home. And I think a lot of employees have seen this as an opportunity to have a bit of a break. So they're not necessarily looking for that discipline. It's the employers that want to try and still that, that discipline. And, you know, the one thing that always jogs my mind or that I ask myself, if I had to phone my lawyer or my doctor to have a consultation and he was in his pajamas and his slippers or his shorts and his T-shirt and his flip-flops, how comfortable would I feel on the opinion that I'm getting? And a lot of that goes to work from, from home. When I put a suit on or when I put a smart outfit on, do I immediately develop a different persona? And that's what a lot of studies are also showing, that when people go to an actual office, they do develop a different persona to what they have at home. And it makes them feel more disciplined, more powerful, more able to negotiate than that person that they are in their own home. It's mindset as well. Yes, you're preparing yourself for a different role. Important. Uh, I, I guess balance is another thing that's very important. And as we spoke earlier, people don't know when to stop working or some people don't start working in the first place um, yeah. and people end up working long hours. Uh, so what is the right balance? You know, everyone's got to work out their own balance for themselves, but it's not healthy to never be able to switch off. And that's why I guess 8 to 5 was always developed. I know from my experience of working from home, some of my team preferred to work at night, at, at 10 o'clock at night, but then they wanted instantaneous answers. And I also felt that I needed with an A-type personality to reply to them instantaneously. So yes. I never, ever felt that I could switch off. Mm-hmm. And this is becoming more a, a part of it because if you're not in the office, people don't expect you to answer. But if you're at home, why should you not be available? Because you're quite capable of working. Yeah, makes sense to me indeed. Now, while meeting up virtually was initially a cool thing as you got to see your colleagues, Zoom fatigue has become a pandemic. Uh, side effect for people's well, people working from home. It has also led to neck, back, as well as shoulder, uh, shoulder pain, etc. What is your take on, on the whole idea of Zooming in? So the one thing we definitely do way too much when we work from home is sit too much, whether we're on Zoom or just for for working, because the way offices are designed is that they're designed for mobility. So Mm -hmm. you may sit at your desk for an hour, but then once you've got a meeting, you'd get up to have a meeting. Today, offices are built for sit-to-stand meetings, for short meetings, or you go to an office, I mean, to a meeting room for a meeting. In your desk, you have a proper ergonomic chair. And in the meeting room, you also have a proper ergonomic chair. Now, very few people have that in their own homes. One, because they lack the space. And two, of affordability issues. So some companies are giving their staff work from home packages where they're able to go and buy an office chair and sit comfortably. But again, it's something people are struggling to find the right chair because it's got to be a properly designed ergonomic chair and then the the other difficulty we battle with is who goes to a person's home to set it up and train them how to use it as would happen standardly in an office it also isn't healthy to go from one meeting to another our eyes are visually tired from the light you know in an office you can quickly run to the bathroom grab a cup of coffee chat to your friend it's it's completely different we're on zoom you just sit one after the the other Um, I mean, I remember looking at myself on that Zoom all the time and I realized things about myself I didn't even know. Um, (laughs) 
Yes. Which gave me a big fright. Now, share with us top three lessons that you've learned during the lockdown. So, I mean, the one thing we've learned, and even going back to your Zoom comment, nothing can make up for a physical social interaction. We read people's emotions completely differently. It's a lot easier to communicate. I mean, the majority of Zoom meetings start off with a technical glitch. So certainly that you cannot put a price tag on human connection and interaction. What we have learned is that people can morph very quickly. They've managed to go home and they've managed to work. So we're a lot more adaptable than we've given ourselves credit for. And certainly technology has assisted us. Um, I think a lot of people have enjoyed the time away from the office because they've been able to be with their children but that necessarily hasn't worked for companies because if you're working, should you be playing with your children? So it's opened up so many different dynamics for us that I think no one has the answers to. But the biggest lesson that we have learned is that you cannot innovate and create when your teams are all spread out. Okay, certainly uh, makes a lot of sense to me. Now I'd like to chat to you a little bit about your podcast as well, Where's the Office? That's one of the reasons I uh, decided to get you uh, on our podcast, Thinking Out Loud, to, to chat a bit about where exactly is the office. Tell us a bit, uh, a bit about your podcast and how it started off. So we were uh, approached to produce a podcast series really because the question on everyone's lips at the moment is, is where is the office? Does the office still have a place or has everybody actually moved back home? And obviously the office is a huge expense for people at the moment. So should they be keeping them or should they be giving them up to have an office standing empty is really challenging for people at the moment. So we were approached to go and chat to various leaders and hear their thoughts on how people were adapting and people were coping with working from home. And more importantly, how they were able to lead their teams. Because a lot of this work from home has concentrated on the employee. But many people haven't looked at mental um, wellness of leaders and employees. And they haven't looked at how easy or hard it is for a leader to lead a team when you actually can't see them. What are some of the highlights or the, um, the points that you've taken away uh, from some of the guests that you've spoken to? So one of my favorites was Mark Barnes, who said, the sum of all your screens is not the same as that of individuals. And I love that because certainly a meeting on Zoom versus a meeting in person can have a completely different outcome and a completely different result. Um, one of the other ones that I loved was from Ariane Skanda, the CEO of Harambi, where her comment was space is culture. And you don't have to be in the office every single day, but you won't have a culture if you don't have a space for people to come to, which I also loved. And I must be honest, talking to her, I learned something which was enormous to me, how our younger students and generation and people looking for jobs are unable to afford the data because of our high cost of data in South Africa and yes. the enormous impact that it's had on them. And I think that's something that so many people have missed out on and something we need to make a rapid turnaround on. How often do we get to hear your podcasts? So we recorded four and we haven't done any more 
But certainly, if there's anyone that wants to speak or comment on it, we're only too happy to record more if it's a topic of interest to people. Um, where can people listen to your podcast? They can listen on Where is the Office on Arno FM. Um, otherwise, they're more than welcome to email me on Linda at leap.co.za and I can email them the link for it. But on all the social media, there is a link for where is the office or where uh, is work, it's called. Where is, where is work, yeah, that's the where one. Where is work. <laughs> and I must be honest with you, I came across it on Facebook. So that's how come I uh, heard the podcast. So yes, do go and check it out for great episodes, uh, asking the relevant questions in the times we're faced with at the moment. Uh, it was such a great pleasure ch- chatting to Linda Trim, who's also the sales and marketing uh, director for Giant Leap right here on Thinking Out Loud Thank you so much for your time and thank you for chatting to us on Thinking Out Loud. Thanks. Over the next couple of weeks, we feature a variety of guests who will help us find answers to questions we often think about but rarely ask on Thinking Out Loud. This is Riyaz Safi saying thank you so much for listening. Till the next episode, bye for now. (music) 